0: And that was another great track from the CD, Never Been Hurt, from Vicki Carrico. We heard Sneakin' Home Again, and it's on Cup of Joe Record label out of Nashville, Tennessee. She's a great artist and songwriter and a great vocalist, and uh, we're really honored to be joined this evening by Vicki Carrico. How are you
1: doing, Vicky? I am doing so good. I'm so happy to be talking with you.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're doing great things down in Nashville, real nice. Scene. First, let me ask you, because I like to drink coffee. You got a cool record label named, how, How'd you come up with that?
1: <laughs> Actually, it's my producer Dave Martin's um, uh, baby He uh, is a coffee achiever He really is okay. He's one of those guys Who gets up and starts drinking coffee As soon as he gets up And drinks a cup before he goes to bed
0: Yeah, I, I gotta meet this guy <laughs> Sounds- When
1: I first started writing with him uh-huh. I would try to He'd say, you want a cup of coffee? I'd say, yeah right. You want a cup of coffee? I'd say, yeah I would go home so jangly I couldn't sleep <laughs>
0: this is better than some of the other stuff people make music on absolutely right right um, you you've written and co-written songs on this record as well as doing some of your favorite uh, songs by other artists um, how how did you package it together and did you cut a lot of songs
1: actually we um went through a ton of songs we um went through a ton of songs that i had previously written and a bunch of songs the old jacks records you know collections and just went back to the '60s and listened to literally hundreds. But Dave would pick out um, CDs and say, "Take this song, listen to it." And we just called it down. And then we ended up. I still wanted more of a flavor of me, so he and I ended up co-writing um, several of the songs because I just wanted a different flavor, you know.
0: Um, you originally grew up in uh, bluegrass country out of Kentucky, right? Yep, I'm a Kentucky girl. Um. What was it like growing up uh, out there, and then how how did you gravitate towards music and discover your voice?
1: Well, this is kind of weird, Joe, but um, I was raised Catholic, okay. and I went to a Catholic school, and in the third grade, I had a nun uh, named Sister Mary Louise, and one day in school, we were singing, you know, doing the choir thing we had to do, and I was singing louder than anybody in the class, uh-huh. and she pulled me out and made me go to all the classrooms. I thought I was being punished. But she actually wrote my mom and dad a note and said, Your little girl has a really natural voice and you need to not you know you need to let her do this. And so even as strict as my parents were, when I got offered um my first gig at the age of twelve, they were like, Well, Sister Mary Louise said it would be okay. <laughs> You
0: were, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um we're talking with vicky carico right here on wvof in the upper room with joe kelly and we uh want to let our listeners know where they can go to find information about you uh cup of joe dot uh, myspace.com backslash vicky carico c-a-r-r-i-c-o and uh, also cdbaby.com you can pick up uh the cd never been hurt any other spots that people can go to get the record
1: I think that's it for right now. Okay. Unless you come to Nashville, they have it at Grimey's. Okay. Uh, used and uh, well-loved music, you
0: know. Uh, you've done so much uh, besides your own music. I mean, background of vocalists and in videos and um, you know, when you got to Nashville. I've never been there, but you know, we got friends down there, musicians. But it's it's what what's it like as a working musician singer?
1: It's really, you know, I always tell people when they they want to come down here, at first it seems so hard, you know, because there are so many talented people. And because it's a place, you know, to come to, you know, from a, a, any other place, you know. like It's like going to L.A. or New York. And I actually, people said, oh, you need to be in New York or L.A. You don't need to be in Nashville. But I, I'm so close to my family that I just, I really wanted to um, be i didn't want to be that far away from them so i came down to nashville and it took me about a year to get my first demo session but i have to say i learned so much in that year you know just from going out to clubs and and watching the people and and seeing what it took to be even though i've been playing in clubs for quite a while when i came down here um it's a different thing to come down and be a quote-unquote professional musician you know what i mean it's a different discipline and um, but I, and I've always loved the background thing. I I still do. In fact, I was in the studio today at, with the wonderful Tracy Nelson, who I'm sure you know who she right. is. Yeah, yep. yep.
0: You've done plenty of stuff on, on the records uh, Tracy Nelson's put out.
1: Yep, love her, love
0: her. Um, you know, some of your choice of of songs to put a Vicky Carrico touch on, Doctor John Isaac Hayes, and uh, <laughs> yeah, did you do you ever uh, find out from these artists? Did their thoughts on it?
1: No, and I actually, I actually was right by Dr. John um, a couple of weeks ago, and I wanted to go up to him and say, "Hey, I, I don't think you know, but I cut yourself." <laughs> right, right. But he was so surrounded by people that I didn't want to make a scene or yeah, anything, it's not awful, you know. But, hey. um, no, I haven't heard from them. Yeah.
0: Well, well, I got to thank you uh, for stopping by the show, and, and you know. Uh, before we get into another cut off the record, what do you have planned uh, spring and summer as far as going out on, on tour and doing some stuff?
1: Well, we're trying to get plugged into some of the blues festivals around the country. Um, we're working on that right now, and uh, JT from Silver Ladder, ladder Group, uh, Ladder Music Group, is trying to help us with that. And we really want to get out and play for folks. You know, that's really the thing. you get out and they because there's so many people that nowadays, and I know you know this, Joe, that that. They can put, with the beautiful technology we have, they can put out a really good record, but I think the test is when people see you live. Exactly, yeah. And uh, so we really want to get out there. I played at a new club in town last night called The Place, mm-hmm. and um, new people there that I never played for, and, and that makes such a huge difference, so it would be really good. We're going to try to get out and get around to all the cities around and Thank you, because you're playing our songs to people um, far, pretty far-reaching from what I from what I know.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, we do our thing here in Connecticut, in our 24-hour station. So we'll continue to to play record and hope to have you up here in the Northeast. Oh, we'd
1: love to. And, and may I say it once again, Joe Kelly's my hero. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, you're my hero, likewise. So let's get into another track from Vicky's record, Vicky Carrico. Uh, we're gonna play Hearsay right now, and then. Uh, We'll get into uh, the song which caps the record. It's called Simply Love. This is from Vicki Carrico. Looking to some of the finest musicians and singers out of Nashville uh, this evening here on The Upper Room with Joe Kelly and WVOF here in Fairfield, Connecticut. We're going to be talking with the lead singer from the Jones right now, Cleopatra Jones. So, hey, thanks for stopping by, Cleopatra. Absolutely. Thanks
1: for
2: asking.
0: Now, how how far do you go back with the band and Todd Zill and, and, and the Jones.
2: And I have been together for quite a few years. Um, if I told you how many, I'd probably have to shoot you. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we, we've been married for actually quite a while, so okay. it goes back. <laughs> right.
0: So, so, so we won't find out. Just, just uh, a good long time, happy times, right?
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Um, the best place for, uh, there's a couple places people can go to listen to your music. Uh, thejones.com there's a dash in between the Jones
2: yeah, right. the-jones.com is the main web page and then of course we have the MySpace page it's uh, myspace.com slash Jonesworld because now we're sort of going by the moniker the Jones presents Jones World because it has grown into this army of folks so
0: you, you guys uh, you know Todd Zill and yourself of course uh, Cora the Bama you've got some other great musicians what's it like opening up to such a big ensemble like that
2: it. I mean, you know, for a long time we were just a four-piece, and that was fun. Um, but to be quite honest with you, opening it up, it it's, it's really cool because we've been able to bring on board a lot of people that we had played with in different clubs that they were in other bands and that we had always gone to see their bands they had always come to see us and we just had this wonderful camaraderie and it was just like hey you know well you're not currently in a band so you know why don't you come play with us and you know it it was just a really cool way to be able to open it up and have a lot of really incredibly talented people um, join in, and uh, it it really makes it a party. And I mean, I mean, when it comes down to it, isn't that what all of this is about? Just really having a great time with folks that you love.
0: Um, Nashville's noted for such a great live music scene and, and the history and recording. Uh, did you grow up in that area?
2: Uh, actually, I didn't. I came down here to go to college, and I never left. So <laughs> that's sort of what brought me here.
0: Yeah, where, where was home from you?
2: Uh home is actually uh St. Louis, Missouri. Okay.
0: So you moved down to uh Nashville and uh you know, singing out there with uh, with the band out there. What's the life scene like today as opposed to when you know you were in college and going out to the clubs? Um,
2: I don't know. I think it's a little more diverse actually. Um it, it seemed like there was always just some sort of you know, there was of course, you know, country music USA and then there was sort of like this underground scene and there were a lot, a lot of metal bands, and there still are. There's a great metal scene here. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, I just think there are so many different kinds of bands now out there. Um, anything from, like, you know, young kids in their 20s with these great alternative bands, and then, you know, anywhere from, like, these great funk and jazz and R&B bands, um, and then, of course, you know, great singer-songwriters, Americana and country. I mean, there's just such a wealth of talent here that, I mean, on any given day of the week, you could go see a fantastic live performance.
0: Uh, Cleopatra Jones is with us, lead vocalist for the band The Jones, Jones World Presents. All different variations, just funky, great music. And, you know, you should check out their MySpace page, com, backslash Jones World, right? Yes. Um, some great pictures. You know, you got to say this about the band. Funky and stylish. Um, yeah. Where, where do you shop in Nashville for, for the great clothes? Oh, wow. Um,
2: there's a variety of different places. There's a few really funky clubs uh, uh, um, around Elliston area. There's some clothing shops down around the clubs that have some
0: really cool clothes. So, so when you listen to... Uh, music in your own time besides the Jones. What, what do you have on, on your stereo? Uh,
2: currently, I've got uh, the first three Sly and the Family Stone records. <laughs> yeah,
0: you guys were involved with the big... a
2: Sly lately. Yeah,
0: you were involved with the, a lot of... Uh, a big tribute to them, right?
2: Yeah, we did a Sly and the Family Stone tribute uh, back in March for their 40th... The 40th anniversary of the release of their very first LP. And uh, so we did, like just some of their greatest hits and it was it was quite a good time it was it was definitely it gave us a real appreciation of what they were able to do um you know back when you know 40 years ago when studios were not the pro tool studios that they are now and uh, what they were able to pull off live with just a, a few people and so you know, we all we all definitely did our homework, and I mean, I think it turned out great, and we had a blast doing it, and it, it was just a really wonderful way to kind of pay tribute to a band that was so influential in, on what we do.
0: We're going to listen to some music right now from the Jones uh, Funkalicious, and we want to thank Cleopatra Jones for stopping by the Upper Room.
2: You bet! Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, we look forward to the the new uh, studio recordings. I know you've been hard at work in the studio.
2: Yeah, definitely. Always. (laughs)
0: All right. Thanks, Cleopatra Jones, and we'll talk with Todd Zilla in just a few moments. And uh, as mentioned before, we've had Cleopatra Jones and Vicky Carrico and some of the great Nashville musicians. And up next, he's the leader of the band, the Jones, the Jones World, and uh, his name is Todd Zilla, great guitarist, and we're honored to have on Zilla. How you doing this evening? Doing great,
3: Joe. Doing great. How
0: are you doing? Yeah, we're, we're doing fine, and want to thank you for all that funk and. Did you grow up in Nashville? Uh,
3: originally, I grew up in North Carolina. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm from a uh, middle part of the state, right there where Raleigh, Durham, and all that—all that, all that basketball—is. You know, I've had yeah. enough basketball crammed down my throat in my life to never want to see any again. But, right, right. But, uh, but I grew up in a, a town called Greensboro. That's right, square smack in the middle of the state. Right. And uh, in 19, well, I'm, dare I say my age? But anyway, um, a long, long time ago. Um, I came to uh, to Tennessee to go to um, to uh, recording school at Middle Tennessee State, and that's where I met Cleopatra, okay. and we've been working together ever since. That was about 20 years ago. Okay,
0: so, you, you know, you got into recording school, and how about uh, finding out that you want to lead your own band? What was the transition to that? Well, I, I think that that was, that was ultimately the goal
3: forever. You know, I mean, I I grew up, you know, that 15 that year old kid staring at himself with the guitar around his neck in the mirror you know wanting to be a rock star or whatever i mean everybody has those kind of dreams right. the whole reason why i went there was to uh, learn how to make records uh-huh. um, and uh, you know that's that was to try to to try to put the sounds that i heard in my head on tape yeah. and or as, on hard disk now as it as the case may be but yeah. but i always uh you know i wanted to be able to learn how to run a studio so that i could so that i could record and produce myself and and the band
0: you know i was uh having a conversation with some 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 20 year olds during the week and i was telling about when i worked in radio you know when we edit you know the commercials and stuff we take out the razor blade and the tape and i'm sure you went through that stuff oh yeah some of that and, oh uh, yeah absolutely They that gave me a look like what are you talking about i was, I was listening to uh, uh that, what's, that
3: reminds me of something i was listening to. Uh, in the family stone record the other day that was uh, uh dance to the music their second record, uh-huh. and there's a twelve minute long um medley on there that you can hear some of the editing that's involved that was just amazing and that was like cut in nineteen sixty eight and boy that was serious razor blade city right, right. and I always you know I always wanted to know how they did those kinds of things and when I got in the studio and found out I was just amazed. I was pretty handy at editing. I wasn't the greatest at it, but I could, you know, I could do a pretty mean edit. Right. Couldn't do any spot editing where they cut the middle part of the tape out. I never could get that down.
0: Man, <laughs> you you got so many other great talents. I mean, playing the guitar, and um, you mentioned growing up playing the guitar. What were you listening to back in those days in Carolina?
3: Well, I think that the, the the biggest issue, and you know, when it brings us back to to the Jones and Jones world, as it were, I think the whole reason why I ended up where I am musically is because of the varied influences that I had. The place that I grew up, the schools that I went to were very racially integrated, uh, you know, like literally 50-50 down the middle, white-black ratio. And I had as many black friends as I had white friends. And all my white friends were listening to Van Halen and ACDC and a lot of the rock stuff. And my black friends were listening to uh, Prince and Cameo and P funk and and they turned me on to a lot of that. I was one of those people that could kind of cross the bridge and go between the black friends and the white friends, you know. Right, right. And I was the I was the white kid that could dance his butt off, you know. Right, right. So so they all kind of embraced me and 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 showed me a lot of things: Earth, Wind and Fire, and Sly and Family Stone, and you know things that just were indelibly you know burned into my brain. And when I was about fourteen years old, I saw a band from the South called Mother's Finest. They were from Atlanta, Georgia. Probably one of the baddest bands I've ever seen in my life. And they were a racially integrated band. They were Basically, they were black folks playing rock and roll and funk. And that kind of really sort of set me off on a path that I was never able to really shake. You know, I, I always wanted to do... I grew up as a guitar player, really focused a lot more on the rock side of things for a lot of years. And... Uh, you know, was a big Eddie Van Halen disciple and Billy Gibbons and that kind of stuff. And I think you can still hear those things in my playing, Jeff Beck, that kind of stuff. But I always wanted to inject that funk into it. And at a certain point in time, when the band had kind of, as it were, as it was, had kind of crumbled and we were forced with putting it back together, Cleopatra and I looked at each other and said, you know, what about, let's do a funky thing for a change. And it really stuck. And I couldn't be happier. It's just I I kind of finally found myself, you know, musically. It just finally all sort of made sense that, you know, you you take the big rock and you take the big funk and you smash them together, and and that's that's kind of what we're all about.
0: Our special guest right now is Zilla from The Jones, Jones World, the bigger production with all these additional great musicians. Um, You can go to their website, myspace.com backslash jonesworld, and also the-jones.com and uh you, you guys been up for some awards out there right
3: uh yeah we there was a there's a local rock station here in town um uh, that uh that had um a, a local awards show the dj that 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 runs the 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 show is you know really into the local scene and has a local show and and he decided that he wanted to draw attention to some of the bands and, and he he did a uh uh A whole balloting thing that was done over the via the internet via myspace and um we were nominated for several awards and um our saxophone player uh his nickname's yoda because he's about five foot nothing he uh he won best auxiliary instrumentalist and i won uh best guitarist for 2006.
0: congratulations
3: really happy about it everybody had a real great time and it was a really great award show it was, the format was done really well it was, it was done just like a, a a real award show would be like the grammys or something and we got to play at the end and, and it was it was pretty
0: pretty neat experience uh, if you go on the, the Joneses' respective websites you'll see some great pictures and Who, who's the stylist for your hair <laughs> well me
3: That's kind of that's kind of uh, one of those things that just sort of kind of it kind of evolved, you know? Yeah,
0: it's cool, man. I don't
3: know, everybody's got their something and that's my thing. I nice. I, I, ran into George Clinton one time at the, uh, at the NAMM show and he walked up to me and put his arms around me and said, I dig your hairdo, brother. So I figured I, you know, if George likes my hair then I'm winning.
0: Yeah, there you go,
3: right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> How about uh, guitars you use on the record? What kind of equipment you use?
3: Well, mostly, um, my main guitars are uh, Paul Reed Smith's. Um, Paul has. I'm a really good friends with him, and and have had a relationship with him for several years. And he's he's kind enough to make me some of the best guitars that I've ever that I've ever put in my hands, and they work really well for me because it's like a Swiss Army knife. And doing what I do, I have to go between, you know, a big big loud huge kind of Gibson-y rock guitar sound to a a kind of Fender Stratocaster funk tone. You know, at the stop of you know turn on a dime and be able to do go from one to the other. It's really one of the only guitars that I've ever found that's been able to handle doing both, you know, being being dead in between the two where I can shift gears and be standing at the same, you know, in the same place without having to change guitars. Um, you know, for stage work it's amazing. Um and recording wise he's 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 made me a couple of guitars that are just really special. I have one that's uh, very special to me. It's got a the whole neck is a piece of Brazilian rosewood and you can, you know, it's kind of like that Spinal Tap joke. You can go away and hit a note and go away and eat a sandwich and come back, and it's still ringing. a really amazing guitar. That's the guitar that I used for the bulk of the, the CD.
0: Um, we're going to get into a couple of tracks right now, Stomp and Big Head. And uh, tell us about, you know, some of the surprises on the new record that you're going to be sending along.
3: Well, you know, we have, um, when we did, the new record is called A Thing of Booty. And what we did with it was, I When we started doing the Jones World thing, the Jones was the original core of the band. It was was a four-piece band, you know, myself, Cleopatra, Godfather on the bass, and uh, our drummer, Matt. And we're the core of the band known as the Jones. Jones World has kind of developed almost like a Parliament Funkadelic thing where we added a horn section and we added a lot of musicians that we know that are great guitar players and, you know... uh, had some bass players, you know, and that kind of stuff. And and now the the show has has taken a completely different turn to where it's just this gigantic um, kind of funkadelic kind of experience. There's two drum kits on stage. Sometimes there's two drummers playing. Sometimes there's one. There's six go-go dancers known as the Glitter Chicks. And the shows have just gotten crazy. The last show we did was 38 people were involved. Um, It's just a monstrosity. And it has a kind of a vibe that, that we had never really captured on, on a recording. And people just kept asking me, do you have a CD, do you have a CD after these shows? And yeah, but not something that sounds like this. So we decided to go in the studio and really kind of make a CD that sounds like Jones World. Um, that is, you know, our pet name for the Jones, plus it's satellites and the extra universe. And we now we, we're known as Jones World. Um so we wanted to make something that sounded like that. So we went in the studio and took a lot of the extra people with us. Some of them aren't even musicians, like the the glitter chicks appear on the record in a lot of spots. And there's a lot of chatter between the songs, and it's a really it's a really good time record. It's it's very unlike anything that you generally would hear now because it's it's almost it's not really a concept record, but you just get the vibe of what a the circus-like atmosphere of a Jones World show is.
0: All right, so we look forward to hearing that and playing it, of course. And gotta to thank Todd Zeller for coming by, leader of the Jones. And uh check out the website, the yeah. Dash hey, Jones. I
3: want to thank J T from Silver Ladder Music from set for setting this up with us.
0: Yeah, JT's a cool guy, so really cool stick guy. close to him. I know he's got your you know, your back.
3: Yeah, he really does. And thank you so much for playing this stuff. It's it's very, very overwhelming, very flattering to know that, that our stuff's getting out there.
0: You got it. Thanks, Todd Zilla. Here's a couple from the Jones.